This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tayak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And yes, welcome back to The Glow Show. Gabby, how are you this week? Wonderful. Wonderful. We've been dancing to the music. We have been dancing we to the music. We love it. We do love the music. I think it is quite popular out there. It should be. Now, we, we as we're building the show, um, we will intend and we are planning to have news, but we have our first guest in today. Well, we know when this particular guest is in, there's no time for news. She is the news. She is the news and she has all the news. We have the lovely Beck Lurther from Highway Patrol. Welcome. I am Woo. so excited on so many levels. First of all, I think I might actually have a career in go-go dancing after listening <laughs> to that music because I was getting probably a little bit too into it. Might, well, might as well be in the cage. I'm kind of glad this is radio and not television. Me too. Oh, it is. Um, <laughs> but it is such a pleasure to be here and how exciting that we're like drive time. Yes, I know. It's amazing. I, Who well, would have thought? that's good because people are in their cars and we're going to give them some tips and some safety advice about how to drive. I know. I can't. I, I, I can't it's unbelievable. It. I know. It's really exciting. Crazy. I'm excited. And I do need to mention that uh, you were on the lovely Tom and Warren a couple of weeks ago. I was. Oh, what a Doing I, brekkie. I, I listened to that. That was fantastic. You did a great job. So that you'll be coming very popular and very well known. I'm and spending more time here than I am at work. <laughs> Which is nothing terrible. wrong with that, come on. Well, you know, but we all want stories and I need to be out in the road oh, to get stories. stories. We do need to mm. be out there to get our stories. Mm-hmm. We definitely mm-hmm. do. Now, what's been happening out there that has been annoying oh, you? Oh, well, I thought of you the other day. Oh, God. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Who were you arresting? No, I wasn't arresting anyone, but let me tell you a story about a gentleman who he and his wife decided to pop over to Bali. Oh, you been yeah. to Bali, Well, I have, yes. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, walking around in Seminyak or Kuda. Mm-hmm. And often you're approached by some uh, indescribables that may offer you some illicit substances <laughs> that you uh, hopefully will turn down. We're not talking about fake Rolexes. We're yeah. not talking it. Well, that's right. And when no, we're talking about in this particular story, we're talking about uh, the offer of Viagra to to this gentleman who's in his fifties, and uh, he and his wife are over there, and he decided to take the. Offer. The offer up. Mm. I'm not sure at what point he thought that this gentleman was a pharmacologist. I'm not sure if he's- <laughs> Did, Like think, he didn't check his credentials or anything No, like, I think no. The, extent of, the extent of his pharmacology degree was the addition of chocolate to milk and um, <laughs> other such uh, <laughs> chemistry experiments. Anyway, he purchased some little blue tablets and uh, it came back to Melbourne with the little blue tablets. Mm-hmm. And according to him, it's changed his life. Oh, really? Yeah, he's pop- <laughs> popping a couple of these little blue tablets every couple of days. And anyway, he got pulled over and test positive to I'm glad to you drugs. said pulled over. He got pulled over and he tested positive to methamphetamine. Ooh. So he hadn't yeah. purchased Viagra at all. He'd purchased methamphetamine stamped into a little blue pill. Pretty did much he- if someone comes up to you on the corner and says, hey, you want to buy this? <laughs> it's not going to be what you think it is. <laughs> he- I don't mean to laugh. Did he 
not get <laughs> suspicious really when he <laughs> noticed the lack of raising of certain things? Well, it, you see, with amph- amphetamine can, can create some, some different physiological reactions <laughs> in the body, so he may have got what he was after. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, yes, it, it turned out that he, he'd bought a whole bunch of methamphetamine. And for now he's driving whilst... So, no, he's going to lose his license. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, driving while drug terrib- terribly attacked. Terribly serious police bit, story there. That's a bit stiff. But also a little bit funny. Mm. <laughs> so, did, did, you say fi- did you say 50 years old? Yeah, he's in his 50s, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm probably not too far from that myself, and Viagra is probably the last thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, each to their own. Well, each to their own. <laughs> oh, God. I was, I was lucky he didn't you know, get stuck in his throat. He would have had a stiff neck all week. Ah, oh, but oh, boom. Dear. Do we have sound effects here? <laughs> What's the message, Beck? Uh, There's a few (laughs) messages messages. there. There's so many messages. Listen, if you need something prescribed, get it prescribed. And even if they're standing on the corner wearing a pair of glasses and a white coat, (laughs) still probably not appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, we've all been to Bali, I'm sure. I haven't. Haven't you? Not yet. All right, get out. No, (laughs) we've all, you know, I think we've all sort of experienced the the slight underbelly of uh, travel and uh, it's very risky business. Bali is um, a bit of an experience. I can tell you that he was very distressed when he realised that what had happened. Wow. Yeah. Also, not so clever. Methamphetamine's quite uh, addictive too. It's extremely addictive. So a little bit concerning. It's extremely addictive. If he's popping a few every couple of days, yeah. I don't know for how long. Well, he's no. in a bit of a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, that, and you said he was quite happy taking these things. So yeah, they were working uh, in many ways. <laughs> this is pretty good. And I mean, I guess that starts to raise some more questions about um, some of the problems with drug driving. Mm. Uh, Drug driving seems to be, correct me if I'm wrong, more problematic than drink driving at this stage. Uh, I think it's your pet hate, isn't it? It is my pet hate. I'm I'm really passionate about it. And mm-hmm. I think because well, I say just this just this part of the year, the first, you know, six or so months, I have pulled over the same person more than once on three occasions. So three different offenders and I've pulled them over more than once for drug driving in six months in Melbourne. Like what are the odds? Like, what are the odds of me finding these people again? That means it's happening a lot. They don't reside in the city. So, uh, yeah, it means it's happening a lot. And a lot of these people, um, unfortunately, have um, addiction problems. So they'll never not have meth in their system. Mm. And I, I use meth because that, as the example because that is most prevalent. Um, so it's just this ongoing thing. So, um, so they're also driving unlicensed. Yeah, suspended and on drugs and... It's con- you know, I can't pull people over every day. I can't, you know, as much as I'd love to have the time and resources to sit off people's houses to make sure they don't drive, you know, I can't, I can't do that. But, you know, so it's just, it's, it's rife, completely rife. And I think the, the other thing with that particular Viagra story is that it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what you think you're buying, you never know what you're buying. I sort of ask this question loosely and it, and it rolls along those lines of, uh, being aware of what you take, mm. a lot of the people who are caught with drug driving, do you find there's a large percentage of them who are either victims of spiking or victims of mismanagement, not realising what they are what they are taking, or do you or the majority of the people that are out there offending are they just genuine deliberate drug users who aren't really the smartest I, people on the planet? I think it's a little of all of those things. Okay. There's yep. not that many people that I pull over that. Ha- 
that make a, an allegation that they've been spiked. Mm-hmm. Some are just a little bit ignorant with to what they've taken. So I've had a few people that have taken ecstasy and don't understand that that has amphetamine in it. Um, and Or just a, a lack of understanding of how long they have to wait before they drive. So, oh, well, I took it on Saturday night and I didn't drive all of Sunday because I knew I took it on Saturday night. And so it's so come across as really trying to do the right thing, but not understanding and not having any knowledge of how long it takes for that that drug to get out of your system. Because they can take days to weeks. Days, yeah. Days and days. I've had, you know, depending on how often you use and, you Mm. know, the potency, this is the other thing, you know, on the side of a bottle of, I I think we've spoken about this before, but a side of a bottle of, you know, Jim Beam will tell you how many standard drinks. It doesn't say that when you buy a pill. Yeah. You know, what? how much MDMA is in it. And your friendly and drug dealer on the corner probably doesn't really exactly. have an information sheet. Exactly. Handy. So, you know, it might be out of your system in 24 hours one day and then, you know, you take something different and it takes three days to come out of and your again, system. And again, you don't always or often know what you're taking. Yeah. Even so we all, I mean, we all know that you shouldn't be taking illicit drugs, but at the same time, um, it's... It, and I hate to say it, but it's never going to probably stop. No. Um, so it's important that people are educated with, you know, the other risks associated with it. There's a lot of people out there that take party drugs like ecstasy and they're not – they don't mean to do any harm to other people when they get in the car and drive. They think everything's okay, but unfortunately ignorance is uh, is taking over a little bit. And ignorance isn't bliss. It is not bliss, no. That is infinitely fascinating, Beck. Mm. Um, we're going to just take a quick break. We'll be back to talk a little bit more, a lot more about Highway Patrol. Infinitely fascinating. Love this topic. Uh, you're listening to The Glow Show, Joy 949. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. And welcome back to The Glow Show. Uh, we have Beck Lawther from Highway Patrol, and we're talking everything about driving your car and uh, being a good person on the road. And we've just been talking a, bit, a little bit about drugs and some of the issues that sort of plaguing the roads at the moment. Well, I think now, Will, yeah. given that you're extremely tired, mm-hmm. well, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, I know. Yeah, we should talk about what effect being fatigued <laughs> has on driving. I am a shift worker, and... Um, we, we do have problems uh, having to deal with sleep management and sleeping odd hours. Uh, sometimes we can be up you know, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm a 12-hour shift worker. Mm-hmm. So it is not unusual for me to be up in the morning, do a day's household duties and activities, yeah. then go to work at 6 o'clock that night and do a 12-hour shift. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's something that is on our mind a lot yeah. about – and I don't think it's something that we uh, we don't know a lot about, and yeah. I think we ignore. Um, and we so, don't we don't often have a, a choice as to whether we are tired and then have to drive. Exactly. Um, so my question to you is: How many hours sleep did you have last night, Will? Oh well, I did do night shift, and I got home about six thirty, seven o'clock, and I was probably up about nine, ten o'clock. So yeah, three okay. hours sleep. And what what do you and think your average sleep would be through if you took took your a normal week for you what would your average sleep be do you think I reckon I'm a seven seven and a half hour sleeper per night okay. so I monitor this I yeah. try and keep on top of it because we yeah, do do really horrific good. shifts yeah so when I do leave I, I monitor my shift and I'm around seven and a half hours okay. a night that's, when I get stable again that's really good mm. so <clears throat> the what, human what brain what about you Beck oh, <laughs> should I, we even ask I I'm super paranoid about sleep and I try really hard to get at least eight and a half hours really that's yeah. fantastic and in the last probably um, six to 12 months, I've made, 12 months, I'm going to say, I've made some really um, 
hard decisions about cutting some things out of my life so that I get more sleep because because it is really crazy the the effect that it can have on your body. So your brain is designed to have seven to nine hours sleep per night. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just general knowledge. Um, and so I'll ask you a question, Gabs. What mm. percentage of the population in the world can survive with less than seven hours sleep? In the world, yeah. What you know, humans. What what percentage of people? You know, you survive. get. Okay. You know, you can you can get um, people that are like, oh, I only need four or five hours sleep a night. You know, and then I'm fine. I can tell you that the percentage of people that can survive without being impaired in any way on less than seven hours sleep is zero. I would never have guessed zero. Zero percent. There is a very, very small number of people that have a genetic condition that makes their brain produce a hormone that says stay awake. But that number of people is less than the likelihood of getting struck by lightning. Wow. There you go. So if you're not getting an average of seven to nine hours sleep a night, you are impaired. Now, when I say impaired, I don't mean that you're unable to function. I mean you're some aspect of your life is going to be affected and that can be driving that can be your work that can be your relationships it could be some some point that you are your body is physically impaired sleep is one of those things that uh evolution has never altered our our we've developed over you know thousands and thousands of years to to cope with different aspects of our environment but sleep has never been altered we've always needed nine seven to nine hours sleep I don't think I get that. So you don't I get which No, I don't, I don't think I actually get seven, seven to nine hours. hours. Not, not regularly. Not, not many people do. This is the thing. Not many people do. And um, in fact, Will, this will interest you, mm-hmm. the World Health Organization has just deemed that people that work permanent night shift mm. because of the effect it has on the body in relation to sleep have now made – uh, define that as a carcinogenic. Yes. No, we, we go through a lot of these studies at work. I'd actually mm. do two days, two nights, mm-hmm. and I think that's actually more horrific than doing just night shift because yeah. I'm literally going from Europe back to Australia every week. Mm. Yeah. So I'm in the constant jet lag mode mm. until such time. I, I am awarded plenty of days off. Mm-hmm. I'm very privileged there. And so I'll take blocks of work off. I can have two up to four weeks off at a time quite regularly. Um, we, we, we've been involved in research, uh, some of the physiological things. I mean, we have oh, mental things, but some of the physiological things that happens to your body, yeah. uh, the hormones, the insulin levels go absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, also, you know, we, we try and manage ourselves at eating patterns. So yeah. we try not to eat after midnight. Mm. And once again, that can be a struggle because you get to nine o'clock, you have a reasonable meal, you get to three in the morning and you're just starving again. But Yeah, because what's happening to your body, your body at three yeah. o'clock is, is your body is saying, this is the time for me to release all those hormones to help repair everything, to help your brain rest. Mm. And you're doing the opposite of what your body wants to do. So then it has to release hormones that it would never release while you're sleeping or at that, that time of the night. And that makes... Um, people that work night shift or shift work more the thing that you crave is is high carb high fat foods because you need that energy 
which so mm. I'm not sure if you remember working night shift, Gabs, you'd be like, <laughs> while, three America. o'clock in the morning, you'd be like, I need a cheeseburger, give me a cheeseburger. <laughs> I do remember Cops that. having coffee and donuts, no surprise. We need the sugar. We need to keep, we are desperate yeah. to fight those hormones that are naturally being released to tell us to rest. We have to do the opposite. So then we have issues of weight control. We have issues of mood instability. Oh, so, that's me, definitely. <laughs> so you have a higher rate of anxiety and depression. You have a higher rate of uh, weight related related illnesses, uh, you know, um, cardiovascular problems, diabetes problems, all of these things that people are like, oh, well, that's just life. It's not. You need to sleep. So it can't be avoided that some of us have to work shift work and, and you know, police and, uh, are one of those people. I, it was only up until a few years ago that our minimum break requirement was only eight hours. Mm. So we'd finish work and you get home and you'd you know, have to wind down a little bit and have mm. three hours of sleep and get back up and go and do it all again. It is insane because, yes, you've got, to, you've got to get home, yeah, which can be the average of half an hour for most people in yeah. this city. Then, yes, you have to wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a problem that we have because mm. we have a high stress, high mind job in a lot of ways. So you, you come home and you're just buzzed yeah. and reviewing what's happened that night. So, yeah, going to sleep is, is impossible sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, of course, you get in the car after a, a, a long shift and you're driving home and your autopilot is taking over and all of a sudden you're not paying attention and the car in front of you stops, heavy traffic, and you're off in la-la land and then you run into the back of them and have a collision. And, that you know, if there was a test, and you know what? There are these amazing tests and we haven't brought them in, but they are looking at them that scan drivers' eyes and can test for uh, fatigue. So do other countries do this with the no. police forces? So no one does it yet? No. And you know why? Because everyone would fail. That's true. This is really fascinating. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this mm-hmm. because this, this affects a lot of it. affects me. Um, and I, I think a lot of people out there, uh, the driving fatigued mm. and how, how are we going to manage it? I think uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. You're listening to The Glow Show with uh, Will and Gabby on Joy 949. The Glow Show on Joy, where LGBTI liaison officers come together with Joy presenters to keep you informed and empowered. Got a question for Gabby? Get in touch via Facebook. Search Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y, Glow, that's G-L-L-O, and she'll get back to you soon. Or reach out to your local LGBTI liaison officer by calling or dropping into your local Victoria Police Station. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. You're back with The Glow Show with Will and Gabby and special guest Beck Lawther from our Highway Patrol. We've been talking about uh, driving fatigued, which yeah. is very interesting mm. uh, because we've been discussing that pretty much everybody at some point and more often than not probably is driving when they're overtired and shouldn't be driving. Mm. So, Beck, what should we be doing? And I mean, life is fast paced and we are working a lot of odd hours and long hours. Mm. Um, things aren't slowing down. They're speeding up. So what can we do? And we're stuffing so much into our day, you yeah. know, like um, wake up in the morning, get your breakfast sorted. Uh, if you've got kids, I, I, I can't even imagine I could not have children because I don't, I'm, I have no, there's no, I have no time. I don't know how people do it. I think it's astounding. And I think parents are going to be the ones that are most affected by mm. by fatigue and fatigue management, sleep management. But add to the fatigue factor, you've also got the um, the phones, mm. the online stuff. Mm. I mean, how many people are driving fatigued, 
kids in the back, yeah. distracted, yeah. and then looking at their messages, talking yeah. on the phone, it all adds up. It's, it's astounding that our road toll isn't through the roof. Really, we, uh, uh, we humans can can manage a lot of things, multitask a lot of things, but um, you have to remember that you're in a big steel box. You know, specifically talking about driving, it's a weapon. Um, and it can be. your peripheral vision, you know, up as in as opposed to from left to right, is very poor, and people just. They get distracted. I know everybody's done it where you're driving home and you're all of a sudden you're like, how did I, I don't even remember going up Ligon Street. How did I get here? Or even remember how, how did I get home? Yeah. That's got nothing to do with you, with any other aspect of your physiological state other than fatigue, that it is fatigue. And we're not putting enough emphasis on looking after um, ourselves in relation to having enough sleep. And people have forgotten how to get into a bed routine, how to get to sleep. Your brain needs um, to drop two to three degrees in order for those hormones to be released to tell your brain to go to sleep. So we're lying in bed and we're looking at our phone and we're stimulated by that the light from our phone which is which is contradicting the hormones that you know tell us to go to sleep so and tell us to tells rest tells us to stay awake tells us to stay awake and then yeah. you're lying there and you get all paranoid because you're not getting enough sleep and so yes. then you don't get sleep and, and all when of a you are a shift worker and you do do a, a full night shift yeah. you you get home especially in summer yeah and you go to bed at 6 or 6:30 yeah. yeah. and then the lights coming through the window and yeah. your eyes and it's see hot. that yeah. yeah, and it goes. Oh, it's and it sends hormones out. Wake up time. Yeah, you know, we, it's we such are, a disaster. We to your are body. so silly with the amount of um, effort we put into forcing our body to do <laughs> mm. the opposite of what it's trying to do naturally. It is an amazing machine. It tells you when to eat. It tells you when to sleep. It tells you when to to wake up. Mm-hmm. All of these things. We you know the sun the sunlight automatically in our in our eyes releases um, hormones to tell us to get up, and we fight against that. And there's aspects of that we can't uh, change because we need police on the road 24 hours a day and we need that. But there's uh, there's other things that you can do, other tools you can use to help your body along. Blackout curtains, for example, for shift workers that have to sleep during the day, you will get a much better quality REM sleep if there's no light in the room. So I think it's about investing a little bit of time in reading about these sort of things uh, maybe tracking your sleep a little bit and seeing how much you're getting and making a little bit of an effort to get into a sleep routine where you're not looking at a screen for an hour before you go to bed, um, you're eating the right foods, you're paying attention <clears throat> excuse me, to what your body is telling you and then reducing those, um, uh, those fatigue issues that really can have a completely detrimental effect on your life. So actually at, at the moment out on the road, um, are you starting to see an increase in problems with fatigue driving? Definitely. From shift workers and general people with lifestyle Definitely. issues. So it's becoming a problem? Well, I mean, you, when you talk about fatigue driving, you normally think, or, you know, collisions because of fatigues, you normally think yeah. about country roads because uh, they're boring and there's no stimulus. And people but this just, stuff still does happen in the city this too. This is happening. I went to a collision on mm-hmm. a Friday night a couple of weeks ago at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on a Friday night, Ligon Street and Elgin Street. The man fell asleep going up Elgin Street and drove straight into the bollard at the tram stop, completely rode his car off mm-hmm. at 50 k's an hour, wow. fell asleep. And no drugs involved. No drugs, no alcohol. He'd been working as a Uber delivery driver, had started his shift at, at um, that evening, earlier that evening, had worked all day. So that poses the next question. Would, without once again, without getting specifics, would he be uh, eligible for a charge? Yes. 
Okay. And yeah. that would be? Careless driving. So uh, what you're saying, it is your responsibility to ensure you are not fatigued, Absolutely. regardless of day, time or hour. Absolutely. What what some of the equipment, well, we, we briefly mentioned it previously, uh, there's technology out there that's mm. going to monitor drivers. Yeah, it's amazing. can monitor drivers. Yeah, it basically, and will we see this? Yeah, it, it, look, I don't know if we'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um because, like I said uh, earlier, uh, everyone's going to fail. Like, yeah. Everyone will fail. I, I think I couldn't go to work anymore. Yeah. Because of the hours we do work and yeah. times that we do start and finish, both yeah. days and nights. And night. that's not to say, Will, that you can't do your job if you've only had six hours sleep the night before. It's just that you won't do it as well. As in your efficiency level, your coordination, um, your thought processes, the way your body functions <clears throat> will be impaired. Now, depending on <clears throat> how much sleep you've had for that period, of, you know, over, say, a month or so, will depend on how much of an impairment that, that has on you. Now, if you're somebody – this, I mean, we have a lot of issues with the trucking industry, obviously. Yeah. They, you know, driving 12 hours a day um, and then, unfortunately, um, you know, using substances to try and get um, their bodies to stay awake and pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. At some point, your body will quit. Your body will quit and you'll start having to start with little micro naps and micro naps mean eyes open. Your eyes are open, but you've you've sort of dazed off. That's a micro nap. Yeah, that's when you don't remember going down a certain street or yeah. even remembering how you got home. Yeah, that is your that, that that's your body falling asleep. That's terrifying. There, there's now this is why the human body is so amazing. It will keep doing what it needs to do, but you might forget to put an indicator on. Yeah. Mm. Or you might just drift out of the lane slightly. Or you like, might run a light. Or you might run a light. Exactly. And so it continues going on and on. But if you're listening to our second episode of The Glow Show during drive Mm. and you're in your car driving, take note of some of the things being said today because you will be one of those people who are driving fatigued Mm. and have a think about what you can do differently and make sure you stay focused and make some changes so you're not driving fatigued. We just want everyone getting home safe. That's Infinitely fascinating. it's uh, something worth considering and, look, I think it's probably going to be a news item issue or something that will be talked about a lot more. Mm. Um, it, it To me, it's definitely an issue. Certainly, personally, for me, it's an issue. Mm. Um, but, yeah. We look, all need to be – we all we need, need to, to put that into the, the, the front of our minds about how we're looking after ourselves in relation to sleep, sleep management. Yeah. And it will have an overall amazing health benefit. Exercise and sleep, if you do both of those things, you're running gold. So I'm going to go run down Burke Street and then go and have a nap. <laughs> Beck, it has been brilliant. It Thanks, has been Will. a joy and a pleasure. Thanks, and um, thank you for being our first guest oh, on I'm the so return excited. of the Glow Show. I'm hoping I get a medal or something. <laughs> we have to put you in for something. but <laughs> Maybe a nap. I'm hoping that you'll become a regular guest on the show because I think um, Highway... Patrol or road uh, issues uh, reach out to everybody, regardless yep. of it reaches outside the LGBTI community. I think it's a great initiative having you in talking about. There's lots of issues to we, talk about. We want you in once a month, Beck. Oh, oh, I reckon that'd be nice at the least. Oh, how lovely! <laughs> everybody, you, can you have put a- the music back on so I can go back to go-go dancing. <laughs> you all do it, have let's do it. A lovely, safe, and uh, good week. Beck, um, thank you for supporting us and uh, loving thank our community. You. We love and support you back. Gabby, you have a lovely week. We will see you here next week. Indeed. You've been listening to The Glow Show on Joy 9 for 9. 
That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.